What's your name? Cameron. And how old are you? Four. And why is Jesus better than anything else? Um, I love him. Being a kid isn't easy. You know you're supposed to be good, and sometimes you feel like you're doing a great job. But then the next minute, you do something wrong again. That's why we need Jesus and to remember the good news of the gospel every day. Not just the part about when Jesus came to earth, but God's rescue plan from before he even created the world and the hope of living with him forever so that we can see through every story in the Bible why Jesus is better than anything else and why he wants you to join him. Miss Alicia, I don't really like celebrating New Year's. Really? Why not, Finn? My mom said New Year's is a great time to get rid of all the allergy cookies and coral candy in our house so we can start the year off healthy. Do mom and dad humans talk about how they need to lose weight too? Lots of them do, Finn. People above the ocean usually make something called New Year's resolutions where they decide to start doing something that they don't really want to do, but they know is good for them. Like swimming a lap around the coral reef each day before going to work? That's what my dad's doing. Yep. Hmm. Maybe I'll decide to be kind to my sisters. How long do I have to do it for? Well, people set different goals, but... Okay, I'll do it for the whole year. As long as I don't have to give up allergy cookies for a year. Being kind is a great desire to have, Finn. But, well, let's talk about our story today. And then we can talk about resolutions some more. I think those kings we've been talking about should have had a New Year's resolution to get rid of all the idols in their land. It sure seems like most of them thought it wasn't a big deal to worship the true God of Israel and the gods of the other nations, who supposedly sent rain on their crops and gave them healthy children. Remember that the author told us that Ahab was worse than all the other kings, and so God sent a prophet to him named Elijah. Ahab had married that woman named Jezebel, who got him to build a temple for the false god Baal and start worshiping him. And he set up a pole to the false god named Asherah. Elijah came before King Ahab and said, I serve the Lord. He is the God of Israel. You can be sure that he lives. And you can be just as sure that there won't be any dew or rain on the whole land. There won't be any during the next few years. It won't come until I say so. Now they'll have to believe that the one true God controls everything, even the rain. Then a message came to Elijah from the Lord. He said, Leave this place. Go east and hide in the Kareth Valley east of the Jordan River. You will drink water from the brook, and I have directed some ravens to supply you with food there. Hey, it's like what God did to the, for the Israelites when they were in the wilderness and couldn't grow their own food. 
God is great at providing for his followers, even when it stops raining. So Elijah did what the Lord had told him to do. He stayed in the Kareth Valley, and the ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning. They also brought him bread and meat in the evening, and he drank water from the brook. Sometime later, the brook dried up because it hadn't rained in the land for quite a while. A message came to Elijah from the Lord. He said, Go right away to Zarephath in the region of Sidon and stay there. I have directed a widow there to supply you with food. So Elijah went to Zarephath. Is that even in the land of Israel? Nope. We're going to see what God does in the life of someone who's not even an Israelite. Elijah came to the town gate. A widow was there gathering sticks. He called out to her, Would you bring me a little water in a jar? I need a drink. She went to get the water. Then he called out to her, Please bring me a piece of bread, too. I don't have any bread, she replied, and that's just as sure as the Lord your God is alive. All I have is a small amount of flour in a jar and a little olive oil in a jug. I'm gathering a few sticks to take home so I can make one last meal for myself and my son. We'll eat it, and after that we'll die. Elijah said to her, Don't be afraid. Go home. Do what you have said, but first make a small loaf of bread for me. Make it out of what you have. Bring it to me. Then make some for yourself and for your son. But didn't she say that she only had enough oil and flour to make one loaf of bread for her and her son to eat, and then it would be gone? That's what she said. But then Elijah told her, The Lord is the God of Israel. He says, The jar of flour will not be used up. The jug will always have oil in it. You will have flour and oil until the day the Lord sends rain on the land. Whoa, so her jars of flour and oil will be magically replaced as she used it? Not magically, miraculously, because God was going to do a miracle for her. She went away and did what Elijah had told her to do. I don't know if I would have believed a man I had just met. God gave her the faith to believe him, so the woman's family and Elijah had food every day. The jar of flour wasn't used up, and the jug always had oil in it. That's what the Lord had said would happen. He had spoken that message through Elijah. Wow, and all they did was just keep trusting that they would have enough flour and oil to keep making bread. That's right. Sometime later, the son of the woman who owned the house became sick. He got worse and worse. Finally, he stopped breathing. Oh, no! The woman said to Elijah, You are a man of God. What do you have against me? Did you come to bring my sin out into the open? Did you come to kill my son? So she thought that guy was punishing her for her sins by killing her son? That's what it seems like. But Elijah doesn't say anything about sin. He just says, give me your son. 
He took him from her arms and carried him to the upstairs room where he was staying. He put him down on his bed. Then Elijah cried out to the Lord. He said, Lord, my God, I'm staying with this widow. Have you brought pain and sorrow even to her? Have you caused her son to die? Then he lay down on the boy three times. He cried out to the Lord, Lord, my God, give this boy's life back to him. The Lord answered Elijah's prayer. He gave the boy's life back to him. So the boy lived. Oh, that's wonderful. God was doing miracles. And was even in the land of Israel. Right. He wants people from every nation to know that he is the true God worthy of all worship. Elijah picked up the boy and carried him down from the upstairs room into the house. He gave him to his mother, saying, Look, your son is alive. Then the woman said to Elijah, Now I know that you are a man of God. I know that the message you have brought from the Lord is true. Now it had been three years since it had rained. A message came to Elijah from the Lord. He said, Go, speak to Ahab. Then I will send rain on the land. Oh dear, what if Ahab is very angry? I think I would be nervous too. But Elijah obeyed God and went to speak to Ahab. Now Ahab's palace was in Samaria, and all the people there were very hungry. He had put a man named Obadiah in charge of his palace, and Obadiah had great respect for the Lord. Ahab's wife Jezebel had been killing off the Lord's prophets. That's terrible! So Obadiah had hidden a hundred prophets in two caves. He had put fifty in each cave and had supplied them with food and water. That must have been a big job and a big secret to keep. Even if the kings weren't following the Lord, there were still some who refused to worship idols. Ahab had said to Obadiah, Go through the land. Go to all the valleys and springs of water. Maybe we can find some grass there to keep the horses and mules alive. Then we won't have to kill any of our animals. So they decided where each of them would look. Ahab went in one direction. Obadiah went in another. As Obadiah was walking along, Elijah met him. Obadiah recognized him and bowed down to the ground. He said, My master Elijah, is it really you? Yes, he replied. Go and tell your master Ahab, Elijah is here. What have I done wrong? asked Obadiah. Why are you handing me over to Ahab to be put to death? My master has sent people to look for you everywhere. There isn't a nation or kingdom where he hasn't sent someone to look for you. But now you are telling me to go to my master. You want me to say, Elijah is here. But the Spirit of the Lord might carry you away when I leave you. Then I won't know where you are. If I go and tell Ahab and he doesn't find you, he'll kill me. But I've worshipped the Lord ever since I was young. My master, haven't you heard what I did? Jezebel was killing the Lord's prophets, but I hid a hundred of them in two caves. I put fifty in each cave. I supplied them with food and water. And now you're telling me to go to my master Ahab. 
You want me to say to him, Elijah is here. Ahab will kill me. So he thinks that God is going to make Elijah disappear because no one had been able to find him for three years. Isn't sound like Obadiah is trusting God? Obadiah was probably nervous a lot while he served in Ahab's palace, knowing that Jezebel was trying to find and kill the prophets he'd hidden. But Elijah doesn't get mad. He just says, I serve the Lord who rules over all. You can be sure that he lives, and you can be just as sure that I will speak to Ahab today. So did Obadiah believe him then? Yep. Obadiah went back to Ahab and told him that Elijah wanted to see him. So Ahab went to where Elijah was. When he saw Elijah, he said to him, Is that you? You are always stirring up trouble in Israel. Yeah, right. Like Elijah was the one in the wrong. I haven't made trouble for Israel, Elijah replied. But you and your father's family have. You have turned away from the Lord's commands. You have followed gods that are named Baal. Now send for people from all over Israel. Tell them to meet me on Mount Carmel and bring the 450 prophets of the god named Baal. Also bring the 400 prophets of the female god named Asherah. All of them eat at Jezebel's table. So Ahab sent that message all through Israel. He gathered the prophets together on Mount Carmel. Elijah went there and stood in front of the people. He said, How long will it take you to make up your minds? If the Lord is the one and only God, worship him. But if Baal is the one and only God, worship him. The people didn't say anything. What's he going to do? What if Ahab, or one of those false prophets, decides to kill Elisha? I'm going to leave you hanging, Finn, but we'll pick up where we left off next time. But Miss Alicia... Let's talk about our most important character in our stories today. Well, God sure doesn't have to make New Year's resolutions because he's already the most powerful and smart and kind he could be. He sent food to Elijah and then the widow and her son and even raised her son from the dead. He helped Obadiah keep all those other prophets safe in two caves. And now he's helping Elijah be brave enough to stand before an evil king and 150 false prophets. So what was Elijah's job? Well, he trusted God to keep bringing him food and asked God to raise the little son and went back to Ahab when God told him to. So Do you think Elijah did those things because he made a New Year's resolution to be a powerful prophet? Miss Alicia, that's silly. He just did those things because it was the right thing to do at the time. And God was the one who showed his power. So do you think that being kind to your sisters is something you can just decide to do? I guess not. But does that mean I shouldn't even try? Hmm, that makes me think of something a 17th century English pastor once said. I want you to imagine you're a ship with huge sails. 
a ship like that can't move on its own. The good news that we're forgiven, adopted, and forever loved by God is like the tide that pulls the ship. The good news that we're in Christ and given the spirit to rely on God's power in us, the power to flee from sins like unkindness, is like the wind that propels that ship. So the tide and the wind are what help me move in the direction I'm supposed to be going? You got it. And as we trust the tide and wind to move us, we can also trust God to provide for us like he did Elijah. Even though that widow got to see God's miracles through Elijah, we have it even better because Jesus has come and sent his Holy Spirit to live in the hearts of all who are joined to him in faith. So it's really better to ask God for help to be kind than trying to show how kind I can be. Lord, you are really powerful. You even raised people from the dead. So could you help me to be kind to Brook and River? Even when they do things that annoy me. Amen. Amen. I can't wait to find out what else God does with Elijah and all those false prophets next time. I bet it's going to be really cool. See you later, alligator. After a while, crocodile. Hey, parents. I also wanted to let you know that the Jesus is Better podcast is on Spotify now. If you search for Jesus is Better Bible stories, you'll get to it right away. Also, I'd love to have your children help me with the intro to some episodes coming up. So shoot me a message in the contact form on aliciayoder.com. A-L-I-C-I-A-Y-O-D-E-R.com. And while you're there, you can also subscribe to my blog by email to get some gospel encouragement for moms delivered to your inbox. Until next time!